This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's the first and most cynical reaction that a lot of casual Pittsburgh fans have when someone does well, like Brian Hayes or Brian Reynolds. Oh, they're just going to trade him. They're just going to trade him. Well, I asked this week. I asked if they're done trading people. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer up Daily Shots of Steelers and Penguins where you found this. It's really annoying, though, isn't it? Like, no matter what it is that happens with the Pirates, if it's even remotely good, if it's a player who was just called up that day, like a Rowanzi Contreras or Rodolfo Castro, and they come up and they do well immediately... That's what you see, hear, and read. It's, up. Oh, they're going to trade him, going to trade him, going to trade him. And you know what? And you know what? As annoying as it is, until the Pirates stop doing exactly that, it's going to remain an open-ended issue. It just is. That's a fact of life. Because as we approached... This past trade deadline, you'll recall that all kinds of reports, I happen to believe that they were erroneous, but either, I shouldn't even say reports, it was more along the lines of trade speculation, which can be pretty much any name getting slammed against a wall shy of Mike Trout or Shohei Otani, where you're saying, you know, they're everybody's available. Everybody's available. And when it's a team like the Pirates that's done a lot of that sort of thing, it's going to feel that much easier to throw around a name like Brian Reynolds. And that happened. It happened. It doesn't mean it came from the Pirates. doesn't mean it had any basis in fact. But until it ends, it won't end. And there does have to be, I believe, a cutoff point somewhere along the way where you say, as Ben Charrington, Steve Sanders, and a management team, okay, this is where we are. This is where we want to be. 
this is where this age level of player will line up with that age level of player and produce a legitimate contender. And as a result, we want to keep that more experienced player, in parentheses Reynolds, in the fold because we believe that he can be part of that for a significant period of time, meaning not just like one year. So I, I asked Charrington this very thing earlier this week in his availability. Well, I wouldn't use the word through. Uh, we want to be, because we just, we can't, we can't, uh, we can't get into that mindset that it's ever through. You know, we, we, you know, look, you can, you can look around the playoffs right now and, and look at teams who are um, winning a lot and getting a chance to play in October in markets that aren't that different than ours. And they never stop. They never say they're through, you know, there's always uh, things that they're exploring. Um, so we need to be, we need to be open to exploring. We need to be ready to be opportunistic, you know, um, always. The simple math says that, um, as I think as you were alluding to, that if you just look at the players who are on the roster now compared to the players that were on the roster two winters ago, um, you know, on the roster two winters ago, we did have, there were a handful of players who were good players, um, but realistically, you know, we weren't sure we have, would have uh, the time uh, to, to, meaningfully build a winning team, uh, you know, during the time they were going to be pirates. And so uh, we had to look at that uh, as part of our building process. The roster is different now. Uh, there aren't as many players who you would describe as that way. So, um, so that part's change. And so it probably does infect, affect it a little bit, but we got to stay open-minded. Um, you know, we, we, we can't close ourselves off to opportunities. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone. It's home of the best baseball environment for an eatery anywhere in our city. And, you know, there are still playoff games going on. And if you're interested in a good time with a bunch of people who are similarly invested in baseball, come on down to North Shore Tavern and check it out. Again, that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. That's not much of an answer from Charrington, and I'm not even necessarily blaming him because if you think about how I'm putting him on the spot there, whatever it is that he says pertaining what potential trade he might make moving forward, what action he might take related to Reynolds moving forward, people like me, and then in turn, of course, people like you, are going to record that. We're going to burn that in our memories. We know what it was that he said on such and such date. And look, he lied because he traded this guy or that guy or didn't offer Reynolds an extension. So he has to do that. Similarly, I have to ask. My own belief is that Reynolds will be kept through whatever passes for a time frame. 
with this front office. And the reason that I believe that is that, plain and simple, Reynolds is here for four more years. Reynolds has four years of arbitration eligibility in which the Pirates own his rights. That means that he can take them, or other way around, to an arbitrator four years in a row. They can come up with a salary, or the arbitrator comes up with a salary, but he can't go anywhere. He can't go anywhere. He's going to get a big old raise in his first year of eligibility, and that's this coming winter, and good for him. But he can't leave. He can't leave. The Pirates, all they have to do is tender him and agree to go through the process and come up with the best deal that they can. Even more optimally, the Pirates and Reynolds would work out something where they can buy out a year or two of his free agency by guaranteeing all four of his arbitration years. That would be really, really nice. Not just in the message-sending way, it would be really, really nice from the baseball standpoint. You'd have yourself an excellent ball player in the fold for an additional half decade or so. That's that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So I don't believe that you're going to see a continuation of the trades. I believe that Reynolds is the line of demarcation. I believe that's where they drew it. But I also know that that's something that they can't say, just as I know that it's not going to mean anything to anyone who's cynical about this team, and I can't necessarily blame them. When we come back, just one question. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the icon of vacations. Icon of the seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back. It's time for Just One Question. And today's J1Q comes from Paul, who asks, current ownership has been paying less than what they can on major league salaries for over a decade, conservatively $10 million or so per year and $50 million or so this year. So without invoking revenue sharing or Bob Nutting using his own money, why doesn't the team spend now, given that they have saved something that amounts to like a $200 million endowment from which he can pull $15 million a year above what the payroll should be and keep that $200 million intact in perpetuity? Because I don't trust the GM or anyone whose paycheck depends on repeating the company line. Paul, I've been of the belief for several years that the Pirates payroll has consistently been about $10 million below where it should be. And I don't know if that's the source of your figure there that you yourself cited. If it is, then we're obviously on the same page for the same reason. I don't believe that they were $50 million under this year. Not after a pandemic. Not after a pandemic. I think you can look around all professional sports and find that everybody gets a mulligan for the one year. But I am absolutely with you on the $10 million. I believe that the only times I saw the Pirates spending really up to their revenue level and capability was in 2015 and 2016 those two years and that was when they crossed over the 100 million line i'm a believer that that's where they should be but i got to tell you i'm a believer in that in part because if they're at that level then they do get more revenues locally i know that stuff gets dismissed lightly anymore because people are aware of the size of the revenue sharing checks and how much television means and both of those are accurate but local revenue isn't nothing in terms of being a variable if you sell your stadium out and you get all the other requisite benefits of that there's a lot of money to be made there and that's been one of my greatest criticisms of nutting over the years is that it seems like he wants it to happen the other direction. He wants the people to show up and then to have the payroll go up instead of doing it the way that makes more sense. There are people in all walks of life who operate this way with their businesses most of them probably not very successful, I should add. And I don't like it, and I'm on the record as not liking it. And it's one of many reasons that I've cited over the years that the Pirates would be better off under different, more ambitious ownership than what Nutting has provided. But also, for the millionth time, you can't get rid of an owner. You can't. You can't chase him out. You can't force him out. You can't shame him out. I brought up a lot of these things 
during the hashtag our team, not his push to get him to fire everybody in the front office. I saw that as the ultimate dereliction of duty. And if he hadn't gotten rid of those guys, believe you me, that campaign goes on into infinity. At least on my end, it would. But it was about getting everyone fired because they were just so terrible at their jobs. And if he would have just accepted that, ah, we've been over this a million times. The numbers that you cite with the 50 million and the 200 million and everything else, I can tell you with conviction the pirates themselves would reject that. And like you said, you're not going to believe it no matter what it is that they say, no matter what it is that I say. I'm just sharing that with you in the interest of fairness. Ultimately, this franchise needs to be spending at $100 million plus, or better yet, the Dodgers need to win the World Series so that people can start talking seriously about a salary cap, and all of these discussions will dissipate into thin air just as they had a long time ago in all of the other major sports. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates, and I want to remind you, this show's not going anywhere. We're going to be here all year round. There's no such thing as seasons for Daily Shot. We'll be here. Talk to you on Monday.